Welcome to the Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries Podcast, brought to you by Interactive Legal. Here's your host, Mary Vandenack. Welcome to today's episode of Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries, a weekly podcast discussing updated legal news as well as evolving methods of providing legal service. I'm Mary Vandenack, founder and CEO at Vandenack Weaver Trulson. I will be your host as we talk to experts from around the country about legal and tax issues, trusts and estates, business succession and exit planning, legal technology, law practice management and leadership, and well-being. First, I want to thank our sponsors, Interactive Legal, Foster Group, Veterans Victory Housing and Business Centers, and Carson Private Client. Here's a message from Interactive Legal. Technology has become an essential part of our daily lives. However, not all fields have embraced technology. Lawyers, especially estate planning attorneys, need to stay up to date with specific laws and any issues affecting taxes and wealth preservation. Implementing an automated drafting system can help lawyers spend more time with their clients and less time doing back office tasks. Estate planners and law professionals turn to Interactive Legal as their main resource for the latest planning strategies. Interactive Legal provides the most comprehensive productivity system on the market with an easy-to-use document drafting system, extensive continuing education, thought-provoking discussion forums, and more. With Interactive Legal, attorneys get to spend more time with their clients. It's time to connect, collaborate, and create. To learn more about Interactive Legal, visit interactivelegal.com. Wealth planning focuses on liquidity management and charges you a fee based on a percentage of your assets. But entrepreneurs typically invest in their business, resulting in light liquidity. That requires a unique strategy. At Carson Private Client, we provide a proactive and holistic strategy for building and protecting your wealth. Our mission is to alleviate the stresses and the burdens of coordinating all of those financial strategies. Carson Private Client will work with your current team of advisors to customize a strategy that manages all aspects of your life and wealth, giving you back the time to focus on what matters most. Complex needs require sophisticated solutions. Reach out to our office at 402-779-8989 to schedule your consultation. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. On today's episode, my guest is Darren Brumbaugh. Darren has been in the financial services industry since June 1, 1998. He began his career at Northwestern Mutual and still maintains his alignment with him. In 2021, Darren joined someone I've worked with for a long time, Tim Harrison. And as we started this podcast, Darren reminded me that we've worked together in the past. And I really think highly of this merger between Darren's group and Tim Harrison. Harrison does a great job, has a great practice, but they've merged their practices. And as I understand it, Darren, you maintain an office in, in York? And that, I think that's awesome. So you guys are really kind of got some broad coverage in terms of what you can do and who you can help. Darren does spend time in Omaha on a weekly basis, but does live near Central City. 
has a lake property that he and his family very much enjoy, continues to maintain the office space in York with a team there, along with spending time in Omaha with Tim. So that kind of gets you, keeps the connection, I assume, between the organization and the merger. Because that can sometimes be a challenge if you're just sitting out there and you don't have the connection. That seems to usually work great. The office in Omaha is 93rd and Dodge. Most of our listeners probably haven't been to Omaha, so won't know where that is. Uh, Darren is married, has three beautiful daughters. He's very active in his community, school, and charitable organizations. And I'd say that's something that's true about Harrison Financial in general is they've been very active in the community. I sort of tease Tim when I see him that there's never an event I've been to that I haven't seen him. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Darren. Well, Mary, thank you for the opportunity to share. Regarding this topic of long-term care planning, this is something we've been pursuing active in since 1999. Uh, My own practice and background prior to that was as an educator and a coach, so really worked to help our clients understand what's possible as far as planning ahead, being educated well, and when they're very clear on their options and they can make confident decisions this way. And I would just say... I'm thinking that background with what you do in education and coaching yeah. is going to be a really unique combination in helping clients yeah. because you can really figure out how to explain the need to them, which is going to be my next question, right. as well as kind of coaching them through the process because dealing with the issue of, oh my gosh, I'm aging. I know myself, I'm like, I still feel like I'm 20. And then I get up and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not 20 anymore, right? Yeah. But can we talk just briefly about what is, what do we mean when we refer to long-term care planning? Yeah, so long-term care planning, sometimes when people ask that question or they think about it, they, their mind goes to insurance. And it's, it's not that. It's dealing with the situation of if I am facing a situation where I can't take care of myself the way that I once was able to, or maybe not at all because of various reasons. Our clients tell us, you know, I'm concerned about protecting those around us, um, maintaining a dignified lifestyle, protecting our assets, and just just really being aware of how to care for ourselves and avoid being a burden to those around us if, if we could not. And so what are the kind of mission-critical things that we would care about and, and, and I, I guess what I'm really asking here is long-term care planning is something you should do before that happens. Right. So when should we be thinking about it? There's really not a time that's too early. Um, certainly people start thinking about it more when they have reached a point in time in which they've seen it personally. Often that's in our clients' 50s and 60s where they're dealing with that with parents, but Many people have seen that with grandparents or a friend that had an accident. So our objective as planners and advisors is to raise the awareness, ask the appropriate questions so that people aren't caught off guard. Because when you're caught off guard and needing to react to an emergency, you do things that are differently than if you had a well-thought-out plan ahead of time. And I know, you know, we do estate planning, but we also have a life Mm -hmm. care planning service, which kind of helps connect the dots. And our number one, one of our top referral sources is those doing what you do because you're in regular communication with the clients. You often hear what's going on Mm -hmm. or you start to see the signs of somebody potentially having some diminished capacity. Right. I know that the long-term care 
industry has changed a lot. And I'm switching a little bit mm-hmm. to, yeah, there are some products out there that you can plan. We've done some episodes previously on what is in capacity planning in terms of powers of attorney sure. and things like that, which I think is a hugely important aspect related to long-term care planning. But the other part is this industry in terms of what is out there to help people with long-term care planning has changed pretty dramatically over the years. So can you elaborate on that just a little bit? Well, as far as you know, planning ahead for the situation itself, again, when people have that awareness, um, you know, this is 25 years now and that we have seen and experienced many different situations where whether it's accident related or illness related or cognitive situations, you know, things do come up. And often I was, I was reminded of this yesterday in a conversation with a client of ours that it, it comes up and you, you almost don't even recognize it because you spend time with people every day. And I was having lunch with a, a client and I just noticed some things about the way that his wife was talking and it was just very different. So I didn't bring it up at the time, but I had a conversation with him later and I found out while well, she was dealing with some situations, nerve illness related and, and just uh, that they weren't fully aware of yet. And people get very, whether it's um, you know proud or they want to care for their spouse or just situations occur where they try to handle it on their own and, and things can get very hard on both person trying to provide care for the one that they love and then the person that's needing care is maybe not getting the right type of care and so again we're working to help educate our clients as far as what what are they going to see what might they have happen and then be able to respond accordingly and really to have a a game plan ahead of time. A lot of people are under the impression that their regular health insurance and Medicare Mm -hmm. are going to cover the costs as they arise. Right. And it might be true that there's some parts mm-hmm. of it covered, but when we refer to long-term care in terms of, hey, I need a facility or I need in-home care, right? that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, that's correct. Uh, so essentially health insurance is about a 100-day period in which they'll help with those types of expenses. Medicare will cover the first 20 days, and then between day 21 and 100, there's a deductible that a person will satisfy on their own that's pretty significant. And then Medicare will, on top of that, however, uh, beyond day 100, a person's really on their own as far as their own assets, their own income is going to cover it. And when you think about the cost of the care, whether it's in-home or in a facility today, that in some cases can approach $10,000 a month or even double if you're receiving very significant in-home type of care um, it's not something to take lightly. You need to have a good game plan. Otherwise, it'd be very financially detrimental. We are going to take a brief break from our episode for a word from one of our sponsors. Financial advice is useless without empathy. At Foster Group, we want to hear your story, your goals, your worries about the future. Only then can we help you feel confident about all aspects of your financial life. Come experience how it feels to be truly cared for at Foster Group. Connect with us at fostergrp.com.
Foster Group's written disclosure brochure, as set forth in Part 2A of Form ADV, discusses advisory services and fees, is available at www.fostergrp.com. Okay, let's continue our episode. And most people, once they start developing some challenges, I think there's a preference. Is this correct to say that most people prefer to stay at home? For sure. Um, Now, what people do recognize is, uh, especially if they're on their own, uh, there is a benefit to being around other people. And so they may prefer an assisted living, and certainly their family might see that that benefit to their loved one, whether it's a, you know, it's quite often a parent and it might be a spouse, but in general, um, approaching 80% of the time, it, it's going to be home health care first. And then there's often a progression of care that assisted living and then into skilled nursing, nursing home and so forth. But more often in our world today, home health is the, is the preferential treatment. And so to the extent somebody wants to stay at home, mm-hmm. what can they utilize? So first there's their own assets. Yep. And in some cases, is there a number that I, I get asked that a lot? And I think it's a really difficult question. So just, you know, I know yep. I'm asking yep. a question to which there's not really an answer. Right. But I would just like to hear what your typical answer is when it says, well, how much do I need so that I never need to have any care insurance? You know, it, it, it's there's a number, and most would view it, most actuaries and advisors might say approaching $5 million. However, um, not everybody who has the ability to self-insure may choose to do so. It's, it's a personal choice because from an emotional standpoint or a peace of mind standpoint, a lot of times people want to check the box. They just say, I know I've got that risk covered. If they've addressed it, maybe it's with insurance or maybe it's with a real estate property or a piece of asset. So they've checked the box. They know they've got that risk covered to some financial extent. It'll give them the freedom to more freely spend and use their assets during their lifetime, enjoying the time they have with their family, their spouse, their kids, grandkids, and so forth. It'll give them the ability to more freely enjoy that time. We find them telling that us that frequently if, if they have checked the box, if they've addressed it, whether it's with assets or insurance. And I'll say I've had <clears throat> clients in, you know, that would have much less than that five million mm-hmm. mark. Yeah, yeah. Who feel they're very comfortable without mm-hmm. having long term care. And I've had clients with far more than five yeah. million dollars who are absolutely insistent that they must have long term care. Right, right. And so I think that's where I'd say to the extent you talked early on about educating them, informing mm-hmm. them, coaching them. At the end of the day, if they feel comfortable with $2 million, yeah, that they don't need a long-term care product, and if they have $20 million and feel like they do, mm-hmm. that's ultimately okay as long as it's a conscious decision and people have very differing views on it. Is that? Yeah. Experience is the best teacher, right? So sometimes people have had an experience in their past history they saw something with a family member, a parent, you know, grandparent, that something very emotional happened, and that's formed opinions in their mind or views, let's call them, that, that really shaped the way that they think. And so, you know, again, our objective as from a fiduciary approach is to help them be educated, 
fully aware of what you can do to plan ahead for the risk and address it in the way that's most appropriate based on their personal situation. And part of it is kind of deciding at the end of the day, we don't know what it is that's going to create issues for us. I have a particular client currently where the monthly cost of care is $35,000 a month. So you can think you've self-insured thinking, oh, maybe 3,500 to 10,000 a month, I'd be fine. Right. And then all of a sudden it's 35,000 a month. That's quite a different story. Very different. That doesn't happen very often in my experience, but if it's the one that happens to you. So it's just educating, I think, again, people on if you're going to self-insure, just realize there's a huge variation in cost and what you could face. And again, a conscious decision. Right. But let's say to the extent somebody decides, okay, I don't know that I want to self-insure for this. I really want to look at, Mm -hmm. is there a way to pay long-term care expense through any type of insurance product? What options are out there? There are many. Um, There you go, go back 25 years and there were many insurance companies offering standalone, pure long-term care insurance where essentially you're paying a low premium to get a high benefit if you need long-term care. Well, through a situation that occurred where, you know, companies maybe didn't have as much experience as they needed to appropriately price based on what their research was, or facing a situation over decades of persistently low interest rates where their reserves were earning way less than what they thought, Claims experience was higher. People weren't replacing their policies. They were keeping them. Lots of situations occurred. So ultimately, many carriers exited the industry. There are are a few still very large, very financially sound insurance companies that offer standalone coverage. And it's very appropriate, but the benefits are different. Used to be lifetime benefits available today, three years, six years of benefit based on a monthly amount that you insure for is typically what you will see. And um, one of the the benefits with that type of plan is, again, if you have it, you've checked that box, you have it insured for, it allows you to more freely spend other assets. You can pay for standalone long-term care insurance with an HSA, which effectively allows you to pay it with a pre-tax premium up to certain limits. You can also so may just qualify yep, yep. HSA meaning health savings account just Correct. in case anybody yep. doesn't know the account. acronym. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. We have acronyms for everything. <laughs> we do. No, I'm <laughs> and, I, and I often speak in them and somebody looks at me and says, "What?" What is that? So I just clarified. Okay, yep, anyway, so you. yeah, go ahead. In addition, uh, business a business owner may use their entity to pay for the long-term care premium, a C corporation can pay for that premium 100%. And get a tax deduction. Can deduct the premium 100% and the owner or the individual won't pay taxes on the premium as income. S Corp, LLC, partnership can also, but there are certain limits. It's, it's not fully deductible, but up to certain limits it is. And so there are advantages for certain to, um, to plan ahead this way. So we had this traditional long-term mm-hmm. care and kind of the way I just think about it in my terms is when long-term care insurance first came out, right. we really didn't know how to price it. And I think there are some other factors like people were living longer than expected. And yep. you mentioned several of the other factors. 
So then for a while, there was sort of some flux in the industry. And I know when I was looking at long-term care going, wow, at this point, if I buy this product and they get tired of you know, insuring me, they just increase the premiums uh, to a level that. But my understanding is even in some of those more traditional long-term care products, that's stabilized a little bit. And we have mm-hmm. some decent products out there. Is that correct? Yeah, there are. And again, you know, keeping proper perspective of it, when when a person realizes that 70% of the individuals over age 65 are going to need care, and on average women four to five years, men around three, but certainly there are cases that are much longer and much shorter, uh, but, but it's not a one in a million chance. When they start to put the numbers to it, they recognize, okay, for the insurance company to make this work and be solvent, uh, solvent if you will, the, uh, the the premiums have to be appropriate. And uh, but I would say yes, we've definitely seen since about 2012 and 2014 was a couple of changes in there uh, in the pricing that we had seen that affected the whole industry, where things seem to certainly have changed at that point to where it is more stable. So you can still get into what would be, and not the traditional long-term, but something that's equivalent to that, that, hey, if you need an assisted living facility or you need in-home care because you have certain conditions. Yep, that's right. There's products that are available. Mm -hmm. My understanding is there's also some products that have evolved that are hybrid products. Yeah, um, there is insurance, essentially, that will pay a benefit even if you do not need long-term care, Sometimes individuals, especially that like to own property or own things, don't like the thought of paying for something and then not receiving any benefit back from it. And so hybrid long-term care policies were designed in such a way that if you, the highest and best use of the product itself is to pay for long-term care expenses. But if a person ends up passing away without needing long-term care, there essentially is a refund and in many cases plus to their estate or to a beneficiary that will typically more or maybe even two to three times pay back what they had paid in premiums if they ended up not needing long-term care. And so some will like that product, and I think that was a great point that it's partly because the thought of, well, I might never need that long-term care, so I've just thrown those Mm -hmm. away. And I see that a little more with those who – have a little more worth. Is that typical for you? I mean, I yep. just see a small percentage of the market. Definitely. Again, they they own their net worth. They're used to building assets that way. And, and so here we find it's often no different. They don't want to use it or lose it. They, they, would, they would rather have something, some type of equity that they knew that their estate or their net worth was going to benefit from. Now, what happens if Earlier we talked about it's really important to do this planning early, Mm -hmm. but that's not always what people are doing because you're thinking about aging and possibly dying. And that's like, you know, coming to see (laughs) us about those topics is like, oh, I just want to go get a root canal instead. That'd be an easier conversation. (laughs) So it can be a tough thing. So sometimes people don't get around to it Mm -hmm. until it's too late. Right. So are there any options at that point? They can't get insurance. Yeah, if you can't get insurance, and and again, you know, when you we we are here uh, in our organization in our business as a fiduciary, we're we're here to educate people well to the point where they understand where they can make clear decisions. So, for some, 
they may not be able to insure because of health restrictions or changes, or they may not desire to, or we don't even think it's appropriate for them to because of their net worth. So if they can't get it or choose not to, it's still important to have a game plan for it. So think through, okay, what would be step number one if this became a reality, either in a sudden or tragic way because of, let's say, a stroke or an accident, or if it was something that was developing over time, you want to have an order of which you are going to use your assets, often liquid assets, first to pay those expenses. Uh, Typically a cash reserve, avoiding selling out of market sensitive investments at the wrong time, you, uh, I mean, especially in the farming community where I'm pretty familiar, there's always the story about, I hated that my grandfather had to sell that perfect quarter of ground to pay for his long-term care because our family would have really benefited by being able to keep that. But, you know, if that's the asset base you've got, you know, choose which one you're going to sell first. You would rather keep this one, sell that one, which is generating more income, is the income enough to pay for the care? You don't have to sell the asset. You know, just you know, thinking through those steps. And there really are a lot of options if you plan ahead. A lot but of options. I like the idea of what you're saying is, look, if you've hit a point and you aren't eligible to get long-term care insurance for whatever reason, right. a really good financial plan and strategy right. is what you need to consider and plan that pretty much ahead. Right. So- You mentioned earlier that a lot of times it's a personal experience that really gets people thinking about Mm long-term care. Yep. Do you have an example of one possibly from your own life? Several. (laughs) Several. Certainly within our practice, we have several experiences. Personally, my first experience with this was with my wife's grandmother, who, uh, Graham, as we'll call her, that's what she went by, her objective was to, for her family, if she didn't want to be a burden to them. Very rarely do people want to be, they always say that. I don't want to be a burden to my spouse. I don't want to be a burden to my family. So I want to address this. So for her, it was, I don't want to be a burden to my family. I want to be able to have my home and my other assets be kept intact so that my family could benefit them. If, from them, if, if there's a way for me to plan ahead for that, I would like to know. So for her, it was at her age, and this was older than most, she was 79 when she chose to address this. She was able to get a long-term care policy that offered a three-year benefit period. That was all that was available at that time for her and her age class and so forth. But she owned that policy, was able to get it for almost 10 years, and then the event happened, and she started getting care in her home. Then she needed care in assisted living, eventually transitioned into the nursing home, and ultimately passed away just before the three-year benefit was done. But it it helped her, again, avoid, number one importance was being a burden to her family because she had addressed it ahead of time. And then number two, she was able to maintain her asset base, maintain her home. The home didn't have to get sold right away. It could be treasured within the family. And then eventually it got sold, but it didn't have to be a fire sale type of a situation. So it was well thought out. It it worked well. And uh, that was my first personal experience. But that happened within five years of um, about five years of being in our business. 
So a good lesson early on. Yeah, on, very. Because it's interesting, right? Early in the career, some of those things are conceptual, mm-hmm. and then we experience them, and it changes our viewpoint. That's right, yes. And as previous to, we have Sherry Durier, who is our marketing person, mentioned. She's actually recently, currently right. going through it. Yep. And I've got a 90-year-old mom that we're mm. currently working on these issues with as well. Well, I really appreciate you joining me today. Do you have any last thoughts? Yeah, I, I would just say um, if you're thinking about it, don't wait to have the conversation. Um, ask your trusted professional relationships, whether that's your attorney, your CPA, your financial planner, your insurance agent, investment broker. Ask them, are, do you have experience in this industry? And you know, if they're operating as they should be in a capacity of a fiduciary, they'll help you get connected to the right firm to help you plan ahead if they are not it. And certainly we've helped our clients in that space for almost 25 years. But um, please talk to those that you trust, those that you work with already, and, and get an appropriate reference or introduction to those that can help you really think through this. And I would say, you know, with what I do and what I see, I think it's really important that that professional they talk to is somebody who has the experience and acknowledge. Right. And and would just say that in having worked with Harrison Financial Group over the years, that I think you do a great job of establishing people with expertise. Like even in talking with Tim about this, he said, well, I'm not the right guy Mm -hmm. to get on and talk about this topic. And he said... You are. So, and then we're going to do another episode with Jack on a different Mm -hmm. issue. And that's something I really appreciate about what your company does. Well, I want to thank you for joining me. I also want to, as we come to the end of our episode, thank our sponsors, Interactive Legal, Foster Group, Veterans Victory, and Carson Private Client. Stay tuned for our weekly episodes. And that's all for today. Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries is made available by the firm and its attorneys for educational purposes and to provide general information, not to provide specific legal advice. Use of the Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and the firm or any of its attorneys. The Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice, and you should contact an attorney in your state about any legal needs or questions you may have. A Huda Media Production.